0: There's some good pod right here. Just spread it on. Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the unofficial podcast of Chipotle. That's right, the Real Film Nerds podcast. We are the unofficial podcast of Chipotle because Chipotle and film reviews are the first thing that I think about. This week we have a nice fun tributary tributary cast, our second one of the go. But before I get to that, with me to discuss this latest film, Mysterious Mike. Hey everybody. Do you ever say anything other than, hey, everybody? Mm, do I need to? No, probably not. I was just asking. I'm just trying to
1: keep it short, you know, Get to the get to the meat of the review quickly.
0: I think people like that. Get to the meat of the sandwich? All right, fine. I'm already sending us off track, is what you're saying, and I will just stop it. Okay. All right. All right, so, Mike, what movie are we talking about today
1: okay this week we're reviewing mute uh, a netflix original um, directed by duncan jones writers michael robert johnson and uh screenplay was by duncan jones and stories by duncan jones that's uh starring alexander skarsgård paul rudd justin thoreau and this movie is about a mute bartender goes up against his city's gangsters in an effort to find out what happened to his missing partner.
0: Well, that's nice, short, and sweet, isn't it
1: yeah yeah this this movie uh well, well, what did you think of it Matt?
0: Well, as a movie as a whole, it was weird, very strange, very off putting not your typical film. Um, I liked that it felt and looked a lot like Altered Carbon or Blade Runner. Uh, I've always loved that kind of sci-fi look with the big grandiose cities and the super crazy technology that's really advanced and, you know, a complete culture shock, culture change kind of thing. But the characters were strange. Um, The story was just, it was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't, Earth Shattering, it was interesting. There was things that I could really live without. You know, it was it was decent. I, I don't know if I would spend too much time trying to watch it. I, I guess it was it's worth a watch if you like hardcore sci-fi and if you like Paul Rudd, because there is some nice twists and turns in it. But overall, I'd say it's mediocre at best. It's really nothing special, and I was hoping it was gonna be something special just purely based on the fact of the cast and the look of it
1: yeah yeah it it did have a kind of a cool look to it you know that that um, that high-tech um, kind of dark future of like the Blade Runner or you know um, um, blanken but other you know type tech movies and uh, for me this one was the the story just it took a really long time to kind of figure out what they're
0: trying to get to. Well, the one thing about the story that I liked is that the story sets a certain tone and sets you on a certain path right from the start. And then it changes it completely and sets you on this other tone and following this other character and on this different path. And then it wraps it all together in a nice little bow at the end but it makes you, I, I guess we can spoil it, but it's a little early. We'll We'll wait till later to spoil it and we'll let you know. But it uh, it wraps it up in a nice, clean, tight little bow and you get some su- surprises that you weren't expecting. I liked that about the story, but overall the story, Was strange And a lot of it just flat out didn't make sense. And it's like, why did you pick that character to be, like, say, Amish? Like, the main character, Alexander Skarsgård. Why did he have to be Amish? It didn't make sense. He clearly wasn't that strict of an Amish person. Because he's sitting in a downtown in a large uh, metropolitan area. And he's sitting in his apartment where there's electricity. So there's running water to the house, which is all against... True Amish Amish culture.
1: Yeah, that seemed like that was an extra part of the backstory that definitely really wasn't needed. There was enough with... Uh, I mean, the main character, I guess this isn't a huge surprise because the name of the movie is Mute, is uh, he, he can't speak, so he's, he's a mute. And I, I don't know if we needed to have this... Amish background in there also like I'm not sure what the what the reasoning was for that
0: the only thing I can figure for the reasoning is that that's how they were trying to explain why he was mute is because his mother and father's religious beliefs said well you can't be healed by modern medicine kind of thing and they just patched him up but he was at a hospital anyways and so they're really strict when it comes to health care for their children but yet they can have electricity and running water in their homes, which they're against. It it was kind of counterintuitive to what they were trying to say. Why not just make it like one of these um, other religious beliefs? Uh, what is it? The Christian scientists, I think that don't believe in vaccines and don't believe in modern health care and all that stuff, but they still live a normal life compared to an Amish person. Why not just do that?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Cuz they really did spend a lot of time about him being Amish. Not just in the beginning when you're they're introducing the characters, but throughout the movie. They really just kind of, you know, go off on that quite yeah, a bit. Yeah,
1: dwell on it, I guess, in, in different scenes.
0: Right, good point. Yeah, it's
1: you you're right. There's kind of these two um different stories going on. And you're kind of, uh, you have this juxtaposition where you're kind of following one story and then following the other. And then you kind of see where the cross crossings happen. And I I guess that's okay. But for me, I just, I really didn't know where this movie was going. Like it, it seemed like there were so many things going on. There's such this built up of, of like this underworld and like what's going on with that but it doesn't really tell you much about that and then it goes to this other thing and it i don't know i just felt like it wasn't very fluid in the way that it was trying to tell the story
0: yeah it seemed like it got a little too convoluted on itself by having all these different characters and all these different stories intertwining but yet they're trying to tell each of individual characters kind of story In their own different way. That just really didn't work much. I mean the whole seedy underground belly. And the underground world. And um, you know Paul Rudd's character. And all that stuff was really cool. And neat and interesting. So do that. And then leave the mute guy out. Or leave a large chunk of his story out. Because you don't know who the hell the main character is. That's probably the way to make it the most simplified. You really don't get who the frickin' main character is and what story you need to focus on. It gets confusing.
1: Yeah, and this movie runs for two hours and six minutes, and it kind of feels like it. Um,
0: Jeez, was it really that long? God. It, yeah, my... Uh, it did, man. It dragged.
1: Yeah, my, uh, w- um, my fiancé was asking me, like, what are you watching? And I was like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> and i was I like and i was A like movie, i've Netflix. got like
1: 40 minutes left to find
0: out <laughs> wow that was after an hour and 20 minutes you still didn't know what the hell you were watching no that's interesting but i was already
1: invested i was like well i'm just gonna i'm 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 watching this i'm sticking it through maybe this is gonna turn great and it didn't really turn that great for me at least uh
0: there were- so there you go, listeners. Mike is sacrificing time with his fiance to watch this movie even though he didn't understand it. Much like going to Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike. So what else what else did you like or not like about Mute? I know that's a very broad open ended question, but I'm trying to get you to talk more about it. Well, there was just,
1: like, like I kind of s- said already, there's just too many weird, like, storylines going, and it's, it's kind of confusing on what's going on. Like, so the mute guy, the, his, his girlfriend disappears, so there's kind of like this, this storyline. And then when he's trying to hunt for, her, it's like, every person he talks to, there's some weird stuff, like, this guy with these weird robots, and like, I don't know. I was like, what? is going on like th- it was so strange i think it was just trying to show that the the future is gonna be full of a bunch of weird people i guess i i don't know like i did like kind of like the neon and this dark kind of like rainy city and stuff but i don't know man it was just strange and and um it was cool so, here's one thing I did like. It was cool to see Paul Rudd play a different type character than he usually does. How so? He was more of a darker role in this movie. He, he helped, uh, some bad guys do things with, uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how to put this without spoiling it. So I I guess I'm just going to spoil it. I know
0: what you're going to say. I mean, we can spoil it if you want, or do you want to just, you know, because I'm thinking maybe we should do like what a lot of other podcasts do. Talk about it as much as we can without spoiling it, and then we can get into spoiling it. You want to try that for once?
1: Okay, Uh, I'll try. Well, so uh, without spoiling it, it was kind of neat to see Paul Rudd in a different type of role than he usually is and uh so that that was that was cool like he wasn't just the normal like kind of hanging out guy that that he is in most of the movies you know like
0: wasn't comedic wasn't it was a more serious role that's for sure
1: oh yes very serious so
0: he wasn't a superhero he wasn't um the actor that is always dating the hot-ass girl that breaks up with him and he has to figure out how to rescue her by the end of the movie <laughs> right like uh role models that's it's yeah that's role models i really like that movie i love you man i mean th- there's so many that's kind of his stereotypical role even though i really like but all of those movies you know i mean even dinner for schmucks i love dinner for schmucks but it's the exact same thing
1: well, yeah. What about um uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, where he's like the surfer lesson guy,
0: hey, man. Yeah, but that was not a big role. He was like just kind of thrown in there because probably Judd Apatow needed another person.
1: I'm Kumu. I hear something. Yeah. I don't remember. Kunu. His. Kunu. 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 Yeah.
0: Kunu. I'm Kunu. <laughs> what does Kunu mean, Greg? I think that's what it was. It was his name Greg or something in that? Yeah, I don't know. He had like a It was a, some normal yeah. guy's name, like Bob or Greg or Jerry or something. And he's like, Wow, that's a cool Hawaiian name. Whose name what does that mean, Greg? <laughs> yeah. Uh, love that movie.
1: Yeah, so I I think for this movie it was just it was too all over the place for me and I didn't feel like there was f- the 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 fluid fluidness of the story was enough like if i was in a theater like if i had paid for this at a theater i would have been fairly uh unsatisfied but given that i was sitting at home and i was able to just watch it on netflix i wasn't as unsatisfied but still not super excited about it
0: better or worse than the meg Ooh, um, I think this was better than the Meg. The Meg was brutal. Yeah,
1: I think this is better than the Meg.
0: You know, the story was is garbage in both of them. The Meg, oh my god. Anyways, I think I just like if you want to listen to us tear apart the Meg, listen to our last podcast, episode number thirty-eight. Oh, speaking of uh,
1: podcasts, uh. I want to welcome the newfound audience uh, from Spotify. We just got added on to Spotify, so uh, you can find us now on Spotify.
0: Exciting. So how can people subscribe to us on Spotify, Mike? Do you know?
1: No, I don't know. I don't have Spotify, so I'm just no, like...
0: neither do I. I don't have a Spotify either. So what I would say is head on over to our website... On the landing page, the very front page on the right-hand side, it has all kinds of different little buttons you can click on, and you can like and subscribe and review us by hitting those buttons. So pick your flavor. You got Apple Podcasts on there, you got Google Podcasts, you got Spotify, you got Stitcher, you got Podbean. Hit it up. Pick one you like. Like, rate, review, subscribe, tell us we're garbage, whatever. Help a brother out.
1: Yeah, we would like some more like hating because we haven't had, we only had the one, right, Matt? The one. Yes,
0: but what's funny is the one hater we do have is our only subscriber on YouTube.
1: Man, well, that's cool in a weird way.
0: That's, yeah, I know. It's kind of odd. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not sure who it is because it's a total fake name. Uh, The fake name, I think, is like Michelle Smith or something like that. So I don't know who it is. But uh, Michelle Smith, thank you for being a subscriber. Yes, thank you. And thank you for the hate. Yeah, we'll take anything, you know. Yeah, well, hell, I mean, email us. You know, I've been trying to get people to email us. Let us know what they think about, you know, uh, doing a Patreon or what movies they want us to rate and review or just sending us, you know, uh, viruses or uh, whatever, and we're not getting it. So I think emailing viruses is probably dead because you really can't do that much anymore.
1: Uh, yeah, you sure can. You you, you uh, email links and stuff. But, you know, sometimes I just email myself to be like, yeah, hey, man, you need to review this movie. So, like, I email requests to myself and then sometimes I process them. Is that now, weird? Now
0: what's your what's your email, Mike? It's real easy. Do you remember? Or has it been so long?
1: It's, uh, I, I believe it's Mike at therealfilmnerds.com.
0: Uh, at realfilmnerds, not the real.
1: Oh, yeah. At yeah at realfilmnerds.com. I was checking it. I was hard checking to... it. You're I was like, I, you know, I check it all the time, and I only have a few emails, and, and most of them are from myself.
0: Or are they dick pics? Because I'm pretty sure I've sent you a couple of those. Uh, flaccid. Flaccid. Only flaccid. Oh. But I have sent you a couple.
1: You, you sent me a couple flaccid penises? Only from like Game of Thrones, right?
0: Hey, so what would you call it if it's a dick pick but it's flaccid? Would it still be a dick pick, or would it be a flaccid pick?
1: No, I I think it's always a dick pick. It just happens to be a flaccid dick pick.
0: Or would it be like a limp pic?
1: Would it be like ah, a, that's a, a limp <laughs> that's a good one
0: no, Olympic, like Olympic. Limp oh, yeah, pick. yeah, no, that's That's good. pretty bad. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you're stretching it, man. You're stretching it, buddy. Uh, for, th- for the people who don't know, I have an obsession with uh, male genitalia originating from the season one of Game of Thrones. And uh, this movie did not have any male uh, genitalia in it. So just letting you know right now.
0: Well, and it didn't have much female genitalia in it either. It only had some side boob for like a split second.
1: Was there side boob? I don't even remember seeing... I I guess a little the girlfriend, bit, girlfriend yeah.
0: when she was in the shower? Oh, yeah.
1: There was some side boob.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was just side boob. I was, I was really disappointed. Because when they were going to get it on, I was like, oh, yes. At least we're going to get some nudity in this movie. Nope. Side boob. Lame. I know this one's easy as shit because the main character is in it. Well, one of the main characters is not in, in it. But, Mike, how does the Netflix original movie, Mute, relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, about
1: time it's an easy one, man. You've been giving me hard ones. Hey, I don't pick the
0: movie's review we review, we get requests for some of them. Oh, yeah. Thanks for asking, Matt. (laughs) I'm gonna make a t-shirt that says that. (sighs) Uh, When we get enough money to make t-shirts from all of our Patreon subscribers when they decide they want to give us money, I'm gonna get t-shirts made, and it's gonna be, like, our logo on the front, and then on the back, it's gonna have, like, either something I say all the time or something you say all the time.
1: Okay. I just just put um uh thanks for asking Matt and then put dude. And hey, dude. <laughs> Which
0: one of us says dude? Because you say it a lot too. Yeah, no, I, I think I do. Both of us say dude probably way too much, but I guess that's a product of growing up in the nineties.
1: Dude. Alright, so um Paul Rudd was also uh Ant Man. Scott Lang in the Ant Man and Wasp. What? No way! Yeah, yeah. He was uh, in Captain America's Civil War as Scott Lang, Ant Man, and he was in Ant Man as Scott Lang slash Ant Man.
0: Well, all right, Mike. I'm glad we got that out of the way.
1: Yeah, that it's good to have a night like a nice, easy one because, uh the Meg was challenging
0: i know man i was so surprised by that i really was i mean i sat there helping you out trying to figure out what the hell would work and i literally kicked up clicked on like almost every single name
1: yeah uh the jaws i expected to be hard right you know it was made in 1975 but the meg was made this year and it was a hard time
0: wow that's crazy which of course if you liked our the Meg podcast from episode number 38, make sure and check out our Jaws Legacy cast because it's a better movie. And I think, Mike, you gave it a perfect score.
1: Yeah, I love that movie so much. Uh, It's it's hard for me to break my enthusiasm for that movie to think about it any other way. But I I love that movie.
0: All right, Mike, so let's do it. Let's um, open this up. I say screw it. Let's try this. Instead of just throwing it at the people, if it works out, maybe we'll just do it this way from here on out, but let's open it up. Here's your warning, people. From this point forward to the end of the podcast, we are going to spoil the shit out of this movie. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, go ahead and hit stop now. And then you can hear our ratings at the end. Ha! All right, Mike, so let's do it. Open it up.
1: Okay, um... Yeah, this this movie, it was cool to see Paul Rudd as a bad guy. The, the only complaint, I guess, for me is he's kind of not a bad guy until the very end when you realize, yeah, he's a bad guy. Like, he's still kind of Paul Rudd, but then he has this streak, and it seems like when he's drinking and trying to work for, like, these gangsters, he... He does things just because they, like, pay him well, but he doesn't really like to. Because then he's got his little daughter, and he loves his daughter. And and then there's this pedophile problem, and that's weird as shit as well. And, like, I don't know. It was just a weird movie, man.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I liked the Paul Rudd character, but they don't drop a hint at all that he is the villain of the entire movie for the most part. They kind of keep it hidden until the very end, which I kind of liked. I like that it was made you think about that and it was interesting and thought provoking and things like that. But they literally like didn't drop one hint whatsoever. Like you don't have any fucking idea that Paul Rudd was originally married. I think he was married to the uh, mute guy's girlfriend. Like you have no idea that shit was coming whatsoever yeah which i don't know if they it's were married like-
1: but i i think they they had the kid together and and she was trying to take custody of the kid and that's where the issue was
0: they were definitely together for a long time though that's for sure because um the pedophile even points out that this you know at the end of the movie when they're on that bridge and he's like this is where you know this picture was taken of blah 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 and i'm the one that took the picture and this was years ago when they first met. And so clearly Paul Rudd and this uh the mute guy's girlfriend, I'm forgetting the character name, have been together for at least a year, maybe two, maybe three, I don't know. They had been together a while, long enough to conceive a child, and not just any child, a a fairly older child. I mean she was what, probably seven or eight?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say You'd so. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. She's probably seven or eight years old. So clearly they've been together for a while and uh, you know, understandably, not understandably, but the reason why Paul Rudd decides to kill her, it wasn't even like a heat of passion. It really seemed like he didn't give a shit that she was banging the the mute guy. He just really didn't want her taking the daughter, which they don't even really allude to. I mean, they do a tiny little bit. They're talking about how she's trying to get money. And they don't explain what the money's for, you know, at the beginning and all this shit. And clearly it was to get money to leave the country with her daughter.
1: Right. Yep. 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 And it, it, I don't know. Yeah. That doesn't reveal itself to the very end. And you're like, for me, I was like, what is Paul Rudd's character doing in this movie? Like, right. It just, it's stupid. It just didn't. You're like, oh, well, why? Like, it, it seems like this is supposed to be about the mute. We keep looking at Paul Rudd. I have no idea why he's in this movie.
0: Right, and the movie at the end as you learn, it's really not about the mute guy at all. It's more about Paul Rudd throughout the whole thing. And so I think at the beginning and this is just me playing director, I guess, I would have had a scene where Paul Rudd like hands the daughter off to the mute uh girlfriend, the mur- mute guy's girlfriend. And just that one scene right there would have solved a lot of the fucking problems. It would have made a lot more sense. It still wouldn't have unveiled that he was the one that killed her. It wouldn't have unveiled that, you know, all the shit that's going on. But it would have said, this is the relationship of Paul Rudd and why he is in this movie. Because I thought he was just some, you know, gangster working for the guy that owns the club that everybody just so happens to work in. I didn't think anything past that until the end. Yeah. Yeah. And just like you, I was confused. I was like, why are you paying so much attention to Paul Rudd's character? Who cares? Yeah,
1: and then I was like, what's this weird thing with this pedophile guy? Like, he keeps, like, doing... That bothered me. Like, I was like, what the hell, man? This is, like, disturbing shit. Like, why... Now,
0: yeah, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. I keep interrupting you.
1: Yeah, I was like, why are we watching this guy, like, examine a girl and get all, like... I was like, dude, I... I almost turned it off uh, uh, when that, that scene was going on because I was like, what the crap? And then and then, well, and then he realized that, like, it's worse than that because Paul Rudd, like, finds that hidden video camera thing. And, oh, shit.
0: Well, and in my opinion, that was a character that, I mean, I guess he kind of had a place in the movie, but not really. And why did he have to be a pedophile? Just for that one quick jab at the end when Paul Rudd's lying there on the ground dying and he goes and picks up his daughter and walks away with her? Really? That's the fucking whole reason why he's a ped- pedophile is for that one fucking little jab? That that does not justify such a horrible base character for this movie, if you ask me. Because pedophilia, thats that's a major taboo especially in pop culture and movies and things like that and if you're gonna go down that route you need to explain it more and make it more justified rather than just oh look i'm gonna take paul rudd's character a daughter as she's fucking dying on the ground it's just no no nope 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 i could have done without justin thoreau's pedophile character have justin Thoreau in there Have it be, you know, that he fixes things and, you know, gives legs and implants and all that shit. Fine. Have that in there. But really, you had to have him be a pedophile for no reason whatsoever. Come on. That was just a waste. It was just stupid. I'm not even pissed that it's, I mean, I'm kind of pissed that it's a pedophile, but it was just, if you're going to go that extreme, make it worth it. It wasn't. It wasn't it was stupid,
1: yeah, no, it was i I don't know it was it was not worth it there there there's things in this movie that are just like, why, why like it's it's like it I don't know, it's like it thought it needed to have all this extra stuff when it really didn't, it just needed to be about the mute guy, the girl, and Paul Rudd, and that's it,
0: yeah, they. Uh- easily again i'm gonna i'm gonna try not to rant but easily if the director or writers were paying attention they could have cut 45 minutes out of this movie easy they could have made it an hour and a half and it would have been better absolutely for sure absolutely for sure yeah anyways i'm not condoning the pedophile thing but it's just you know movies are an art form and if you go to that taboo It needs to be worth it. It needs to... You need to have a reason. And there's no reason in this movie. None. No. To go that extreme. None. Ugh. Anyways, yeah, that just was... Just so dumb. So dumb. Yeah. And I like Justin Theroux, and I like Paul Rudd, and like I said, generally, I like this movie. But I, I can say without a doubt, without a doubt... The story on this movie was just bad. It was just bad. And the story, as you know, to me, is a major factor when it comes to a movie. I can let the effects slide a little bit. I can let the CG slide a little bit. The acting, fine. I can let it slide a little bit. But the story, man, the story, that's the that's the meat of the film. You know, if the story's bad, it's just not a great movie. I'm sorry, it's just not. Yeah, it's just not a great movie.
1: Now, Matt, uh, to sidetrack you just a tad, I, I think everybody gets the gist on the movie. Uh, what What's going on
0: with MoviePass? I don't know, man. It, I I don't even freaking fire up the app anymore. It's just crap. I need to cancel it because I'm coming up on a month and I still haven't used it. I was going to go see uh, Mission Impossible because they said it was like Mission Impossible Tuesday or some shit. I got like a notice on my app where, oh yay, go see Mission Impossible, go go go, blah blah blah. So I was gonna go just to f- see it again, cause it was a fun and it was a good movie. Yeah. But I, I didn't do it. I, I I it was raining and I tore apart my tablet and broke it and I was editing stuff and working on pictures for a buddy. I shot his birthday party this weekend and. It was just uh yeah. Anyway, Screw You Movie Pass, you're really really dropping the ball. Oh, oh, shout out. I got to do this though real quick. Shout out to my brother-in-law, Frankie Lala. Frankie Lala finally listened to my advice. He didn't get Movie Pass. He got AMC's uh A-list uh whatever. Whatever the AMC A-List yeah, thing Yeah, I think is. it's
1: just called uh, Stubbs A-List. Uh, AMC I Stubbs, knew Stubbs A- was in A- there. A-List, yeah.
0: Yeah, I knew Stubbs was in there, but I wasn't sure where. So, But congratulations, Lala. Good job, buddy. Good job. He went at my pushing to go watch the Meg in IMAX just because he could. I'm like, Frank, this movie is just shit. But if you go and watch it in IMAX, it might be better. I don't know. Why not? Go ahead. Go take advantage of the IMAX. I mean, he lives down the street from pretty much the only IMAX theater in Phoenix. Oh, that's awesome. So I was like, dude, just go. Yeah, just go. When I was in college, uh, I told Frank this story. When I was in college, my girlfriend at the time, we were on the other side of the planet compared to where this movie theater is, you know, over in Tempe. And for my birthday, she got me IMAX tickets to um, The Dark Knight, the first Batman. And it was a big deal. We went out to, and had a nice dinner, and then we drove from Tempe on a weekday all the way to this IMAX, and then you know watched the movie and turned around and drove back. Well, one way from Tempe to this theater is forty five minutes, and that's in on the highway without much traffic.
1: Now, now the the Dark Knight was this the one with um, uh, Heath Ledger in it? Because that's the second one.
0: Um, I think it was the first one.
1: Okay, that's if I'm not Batman mistaken, Begins I think it is the first one. Was it Batman
0: one. Begins? Hold on, Dark Knight is Dark Knight the third one?
1: No, Dark Knight's the second one, and then Dark Knight's the second one. Batman okay, rises so or whatever. It might have been the, the second third one. one. Bat- something something about rises.
0: I, I'm sure Dark oh, Knight oh, rises. The Dark Knight rises. Yeah, there you go. I think it was probably the Heath Ledger one, if you want to know the truth, because. It was the one that was first filmed in IMAX, like, and when you were sitting there watching it in IMAX, you could tell when it would flip between the two different cameras.
1: Yeah, no, it was awesome. I saw it in a, a old, legit, uh, twelve story high uh, IMAX, and it would fill yeah. fill the whole screen for the wide shots. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, so it was the Dark Knight. It had to have been. I I don't remember, but I knew it was one of the trilogy, and it was my birthday present. We went. It was just. It was cool. And, you know, we spent an hour and a half in the car just to go watch a movie. And Frank gets to go, you know, it's 20 minutes from his house. It's not close by any means, but it's not that far from his house. So I'm kind of jealous. I am have tempted to join AMC A-list and drive down there every weekend, but that's just stupid. That would cost me so much more money, it would be just dumb. Yeah, okay. All right. So anyways... You heard it here, folks, on the unofficial um, unofficial podcast of Chipotle movie reviews. If you can, subscribe to AMC Stubbs A-List because it is tearing it up right now. It is well worth it. Even if you only go a handful of times a month, it is well worth it. Get off the MoviePass train. Just get off. MoviePass, you're dead. You're done. It's a matter of time until you go tits completely up floating in the water. I, I think it's months, honestly. If it makes it to the end of the year, I would be surprised.
1: Yeah, the, but the movie industry should be a little bit worried because uh, I think that helped float the the this year. Um, a lot of the box office has been up, and I think a lot of it does have to do with Movie Pass just driving people to go to the theater more often than not. So I agree. It mean except for Infinity War. Oh okay. Well, dude, that yeah,
0: true. Everything else though, like, I think Mission Impossible you probably would have seen higher numbers if Movie Pass wouldn't have been a little shit. But a lot of these movies that are like in the middle, like not to say Ant Man and Wasp is in the middle, but comparatively speaking to like Infinity War, it is, and Ant Man and Wasp had great numbers. I think Movie Pass has a lot to do with that.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the AMC A list will help for people that AMC is available. Like, like, uh, I could subscribe to that, but I don't like my AMC theaters too much, and they're a little bit pain to get to. And um, the uh Cinemark has a a thing, but it's like one movie a month and like some discounts. It's by far the not a very good deal. I think it's only eight bucks a month, but doesn't really cover too much.
0: Well, I think it's mostly a discount on the concessions. So if you like to eat a lot of concessions when you go to the movie, it's worth it to subscribe to the Cinemark one. But if you don't, much like myself, I really don't get a lot of concessions. Even if I could afford it, I probably wouldn't. Maybe I'd get a pack of candy. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an addict to red vines. I love the nice, fresh red vines. But 90% of the time when you get them at the theater, they're rock hard. So I skip it. But... I think if you like your concessions, especially popcorn and all that, get the Cinemark one. You get one free movie, but you get a discount on concessions all the time. Yeah, and I- and then there's Cinema, which is smarter than Movie Pass. They are the ones that are doing the two movies a month for like ten bucks. I think if you pay another five bucks, you get three movies. But the nice thing about Cinema is that. I believe, don't quote me, but I believe you can see any movie except for 3D. I think you can see the regular IMAX, and you can see um, regular showings. It doesn't matter what time. It doesn't matter what day. It doesn't matter what movie. But you get basically one movie ticket free a month or two. Depends on which plane you go.
1: Yeah. now And then and the other caveat is, is you have to pay the entire year up front.
0: Really? With cinema? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that sucks.
1: I wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's not a, a monthly subscription. It's a year at a time.
0: That's why when MoviePass first dropped their prices to 10 bucks, I uh I was and then they said, "Oh, we got an annual plan." I was like, "No, I'm not going to do the annual plan because this shit is not going to last, and if it doesn't last, then I've lost all that money."
1: Yeah, yeah, you almost got me to do the annual plan because I think it became like 7.45 a month at some special at uh, some point and I was like,
0: "Nah." I think yeah I think they it's had a massive go under... yeah they had a massive discount where it was literally like seven dollars a month. It was like less than a hundred dollars for a year. Yeah, which is insane. And I do think and now you see yeah, now you see what happened. Yeah, I think cinema
1: also has some kind of family thing too, which is cool. Um, and I. Th- I think MoviePass was working to kind of copy that, but, like, obviously they've got some other things to worry about.
0: Well, I'm just pissed, man. I mean, okay, Movie Pass, let me see what movie I want to see. Let me see it at what time I want to see it. Fine. Only let me see three of them. But it's not doing that. I literally pulled up my app, I think, what, three days ago, four days ago, something like that, when I was thinking about going and seeing uh, Mission Impossible Fallout on Tuesday when it was sending out that message. And I pulled it up and I was like, oh, let's see what else I can see. Literally the only movie that it was available to see was Mission Impossible that day. There was no option for any other movie at any other time.
1: Yeah, I think they might be trying to show their importance to the cinemas to be like, hey, look, we sent all these people on Tuesday. Look at that. And their numbers like spike and they'll be like, hmm. Maybe there is something to this. But, like I said on an earlier podcast, I think there's only like 500,000 people of their 3 million left. I
0: don't know, man. People are jumping ship fast and hard. And, you know, I'm holding out because you asked me to. But I am getting ready to jump ship. Like, this, the movies we're doing next week, I highly doubt are going to... I know one of them for sure isn't going to end up at uh, my local picture show. But the other one, it might, and I highly doubt it'll be available for me to watch. And if it is, I'll go watch it on my movie pass, and I will be happy. Well, okay, not happy. I will be grateful that I could use the thing that I pay for. It, but I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. Yeah. I'll let you guys know. I'll let you guys know when we do that movie. But, you know, I'm not going to say what it is just in case it changes, which could happen if we get busy again. But, you know, life
1: Okay, man. I think I've sidetracked you enough. You I, side- I knew sidetracked me enough. I, I knew okay. that it would be a long conversation, but uh, Movie Pass definitely relates to to movies and and us. So I just wanted to, d- to bring that up.
0: And- well, and I'm sure our listeners are interested because I, I'm sure. You know, people are thinking about it. People are having questions because even if they're not subscribers right now, I'm sure they're probably like, you know, maybe I should get on this movie pass. It's making all these headlines or maybe I should do cinema because it's making all these headlines or maybe I should do AMC or, you know, the Alamo Drafthouse is coming out with something. Well, that's why we're here. We're trying to help inform our listeners along with give you guys a a fun, solid review. But sometimes we got to get serious. Right. Like how this is
1: the unofficial Chipotle uh, podcast?
0: Right. The best thing to do is to order yourself a burrito, sit down in a Chipotle, and play the real film nerds because nothing says film reviews like burritos and tacos. Wow. Cool. See? I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them, Mike. I'm going to get them as a sponsor. We will become the official podcast of Chipotle. (laughs) okay it's gonna be awesome
1: well if 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 that happens we'll we'll probably have a couple more listeners um that'll be awesome anyway matt uh how many
0: reels do you give this movie oh i get to go first that's what she said yes all right so mute the netflix original movie mute uh You know, I'm always more lenient than you are. I know you're probably going to tear it apart like you did with the Meg. And I thought it was better than the Meg, but not by much. Seriously, not by much. I give it half a reel higher than the Meg, which for those of you who are playing along at home, you know, scream bingo. But uh, that is a three out of five reels.
1: Wow, you gave it three reels. Man,
0: you are
1: a nice guy.
0: Dude, it wasn't. It was mediocre. It was average. The story was just hot garbage, but it was better than the Meg. And I gave the Meg two and a half, which I'm really regretting. I should have given the Meg one and a half. I mean, the Meg was God. It was bad. Okay. I keep talking about it, but God, that movie was bad. You know, all right, Mike? You know, go ahead. You know f- what did you give the Mute? Come on, what did you give it? Uh, uh, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna give it two reels. It was it yeah. it was uh you know the couple things I did like about it were were the um the visuals were kind of cool. I mean it's it's kind of cool to see this this new future kind of stuff. So that was kind of cool, but yeah. Uh the story was just not great. Uh and the acting was okay. You know, the one guy doesn't talk, so I mean, that's not too hard. But um he does have to give a lot yeah, of faces. Yeah, but he does a
0: damn good job at it. Yeah,
1: yeah. He does have to do a lot of, like, faces and motions and things. But anyway, it, it was just, it just wasn't that great. So,
0: two reels for well, me. And that's Alexander Skarsgård, the brother of Bill Skarsgård, who you would know from such works as Castle Rock and It, and the son of, uh, man called Stellan Skarsgård which you would know if you pay attention to the Marvel Cinematic Universe he's been in a lot of stuff but if you pay attention to the Marvel Cinematic Universe um he is uh what is it Dr. Um, Selvig in the Avengers and um god I'm trying to take Thor and yeah he's Dr. Selvig and that's the father of Bill Skarsgård and Alexander Skarsgård But he's been a lot of stuff. He was in, like, Goodwill Hunting, and he was in Mamma Mia, and he was in Amistad.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's also in a movie that we should do as a uh, legacy cast, Deep Blue Sea, which is a terrible shark movie that I love.
0: Yes, but we probably should hold out a little bit, since we've already done, like, two shark movies in a month. (laughs) I'm a shark addict. What can I say? You are, man. If you could blend up shark and snort it, you probably would. No, I don't think so. But. <laughs> too far? All right, yeah, I'm too sorry. too far. Don't hate me, Mike, because I was trying to be funny and it fell flat.
1: Yes, very flat.
0: Yes, very flat. Don't joke around the sharks. They'll bite you.
1: <laughs> that was
0: better. That was better? All right. Woo! I got you to laugh a little bit. That's
1: that's like a good dad
0: joke. <laughs> Oh, dude, don't even joke about being a father. That's horrible.
1: Uh, Don't worry, man. It's not me.
0: Okay, good. Or me, that I know of. Right. All right, so, Mike, I I don't know if I got anything else. I think we got off topic well enough, and I think we've been rambling long enough, and we got our reels in, and uh, maybe see this movie, maybe not. Maybe if you don't have anything else to watch. So, that's my take on it.
1: Yeah, I can't honestly recommend watching uh, watching this movie. So, um,
0: thanks for uh,
1: listening, everybody. And, and uh, we'll uh, talk at you again soon.
0: Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.